Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is brought to you by The Buttermilk Co. The Buttermilk Company. Guys, get delicious, easy, homemade Indian recipes at the tear of an easy packet. Just add water. So, if you want the goodies, you get 15% off your entire first purchase of $20 or more by using code JBH15 at checkout. Again, that's JBH15 at checkout. Now, until Thanksgiving. So it gives you plenty of time to stock up for your festive feasts. I know I'm excited. But today's episode is um, it's a very heartwarming episode. I think you all can relate um, being far from home and just wanting something familiar. That's how the story begins. While living away from her home for the first time, aka college student, our next guest was fed up. She was simply fed up with the food options she had on campus or around where she lived. All she wanted was a bowl of her mom's rasam, which is a tradition, uh, traditional South Indian dish. So on her next visit home, she told her mom, she said, hi, mom, I need the rasam. So you know, being missing her home-cooked food, her mom showed her that once she had all the ingredients, all she simply had to do was add hot water to complete that dish. That was the moment she realized that anyone could have their favorite childhood meals without spending too much, too much money or too much time. And so, folks, the Buttermilk Co. began and is thriving with nourishment. Wanna hear how this girl boss went from computer engineer working countless hours at Amazon to a leading lady pursuing her passion of easy and accessible health? Well, that's why we have her on the Just Being Honest podcast. So turn up those speakers, get your notebooks, listen in, we're getting deep. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug. You just turned on the Just Being Honest podcast. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB. And this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Wow. It is Friday. I am blocking my site right now because I don't want to see the sunshine until I finish off my work week because it is beautiful outside right now and uh, I've got to keep hustling and bustling. You know how it is, right? So I've got the TGIF on my mind and I've got something exciting for you today because I don't know about you. I don't know if it's a season. I mean, For God's sakes, our weather is not really changing here in Southern California. It's going to be 80 today. But on my mind, I've got soup. Soup. I've been thinking about all these recipes that I've been tinkering with and practicing for my recipe book. And I am just like, all right, let's get on it. Let's just cozy up. I mean, my next guest, we're just talking about how we're wearing sweatshirts right now. I mean, as I told you, it's 80 degrees outside. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you, I'm super excited, my guest. She is the founder, the creator, the cultivator, the mastermind behind an amazing go-to, clean, convenient brand, all right? It is called The Buttermilk Co. Company, right? And uh, her name is Mitra... Ramen. All right. My darling, welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, it's my absolute pleasure. Guys, I met her at um, the, I told you I went to the Consumer Discovery Show in Santa Monica last week, was it? And uh, yeah. it was put on by Founder Maid. It was amazing. And I'm, you know, walking by all the booths, and all of a sudden, it was 
imagine this. I'm walking, I'm walking. And then it was like right step forward, left step forward. What? Head goes back, left step back. What is this? I look over at the Buttermilk Co's booth and I see these two beautiful females and one of them was Mitra, the founder. And I'm like, well, what is this? And and she's like, you know, this is this is our company, this is our brand. And she was so humble, um, just standing there. She was not forcing stuff on me like other people. I hate when people are like perfume people, you know, where they come up and like, let me spray you or try this. I'm like, well, no. And she was so inviting of me being me and saying, well, can I look at the ingredients? You know, can I look at what we're dealing with here? So my darling, tell us. Tell us, let's jump into this. I want to know, first off, how did you grow up? Because you are of, um, did you grow up in a traditional Indian culture? Yes. I. So I'm born and brought up here in America and moved to Seattle when I was five. So I call Seattle my home. Um, my parents immigrated here before I was born from India. So I grew up in a very bicultural home. So when I'm at home, it's super Indian when I'm, you know, at school or anywhere else, I'm super American. And I think a lot of first and second generation people can probably relate to that, like two culture lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Um, so can I ask you, what is your age? I'm 25. She's 25. Okay. So you, you, all right, because I remember reading your story. You went to college. Which, what college did you go to? Carnegie Mellon Carnegie? University. Yeah. Got it. So you went there and what was your major? Computer science. Computer science. Are you in computer yeah. science right now? I mean, I'm sure it certainly helped your... Um... Yeah. Well, I when I graduated, I was working at Amazon for a few years. And I was a software engineer there and then promoted to a manager. So I was there for about three and a half years. And while I was there is when I started creating buttermilk. And um, I left my job there this March. So just about seven months ago. So, So how long ago did you start creating buttermilk. Tell us the story of kind of how it evolved. Yeah. So I would say actually around like two years ago, I, um, went home to my parents' house and was telling my mom that I really missed her food, like these specific South Indian dishes that we grew up with. And I think it really came from the food that you grow up eating every day. That's your comfort food, right? Mm -hmm. When you just want something quick and comforting, you think about that dish, whatever it is. And for me, it was these traditional dishes that were really hard to make and I couldn't find anywhere. And I feel like when you go to Indian restaurants, you get the standard, you know, six dishes. They're also really unhealthy. They're expensive. And I was just really missing that. And my mom gave me all the ingredients for my favorite dish, which is rasam. It's our blue packet on our site right now um, in a bag and said, just put this in water, add some tomato. You'll be good to go. And that like shocked me. I was like, wait, it's that easy. So you have to give me everything. And I just mix it with hot water. And she did it for a few more dishes for me. And I started realizing and thinking back to my friends who also grew up in, you know, a different culture in college, their parents would send them dishes like frozen bags of food. And even now when we all live, you know, away from home, our parents come by and bring like refrigerator frozen bags of homemade food that they know we love. Like so parents, yeah. So like all parents all over the country have figured this out already. And especially with first kids, they know that there's this problem. They're like, my kid misses this. They can't find it anywhere. I'm going to send it over. So I started thinking about it two years ago, but it was a year ago when I really started executing on what it could be as a company. Wow. That's amazing. Um, Because I just imagine, you know, when you were saying those comfort foods, I was like thinking, I'm like, well, what was our comfort food and what would it be, you know? sent in a bag or whatever and I'm like oh that probably wouldn't be too good but I can totally relate I mean on the the Indian tradition you know I mean that is something that is your that's your your culture that is your that is your comfort zone that's that's a lot of your identity and like you know the smells and the 
just all of that. And, oh and uh, people always ask me here, they're like, well, do you like to go out to Indian food? Cause I love that. I'm, I thrive and live off of spices. My grandfather was yeah. a spice salesman. And so oh. I am a stickler on spices, you know, the integrity that, you know, people are like, Oh, just get this. And I'm like, that's dust. That's yeah. literally dust. So I'm a stickler on that. Yeah. Um, and I can only, I can only imagine. And I someday hope, I hope I want to go to India so bad. And I just want to go to the spice market and just like <gasps> dive into the turmeric. Yeah. Things, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, so what was, so you said your mother, sent you back with these things and did you say that if they were freeze-dried ingredients or if they were just whole ingredients that she just froze they were actually all fresh they were so, all fresh yeah How'd you get so that what, through like the airport <laughs> they they do it they figured it out I remember even when I was in college so I went to school in Pittsburgh which is across the country I was just missing my mom and home and you know you get homesick right. and she visited me and she steps out of the taxi and she's just carrying a Tupperware of like rasam and rice and okra and she like carried it with her on the flight and I think now they might be a little more strict but yeah. like you can sh you know check things in or whatever so yeah. people do it all the time so all the spices were in there right yeah it's the spices the curry leaves the seasoning like literally everything for that and it was just water just that water because yeah. you didn't have to pre-saute anything that's what people you know think making a soup you have to pre-saute you know I mean yeah you can do that for extra flair but mm -hmm. but what people don't realize you know when you do make a soup it's really just like that the spices that uh I call it like marinate with the heat you mm -hmm. know and where people are like oh add this broth add that broth but no the broth is really just with the water and the spices mm -hmm. and the aromas that just kind of like counteract with that it's really easy to make something um yeah awesome so I bet your roommates were like can I have some <laughs> you know? yeah no totally we'd always be like oh her mom just sent her some food okay let's go <laughs> no for real for real yeah. I love that okay so you came up with this idea in college or when you were in it at Amazon at Amazon okay so you're sitting there at your desk and when did it click to you well, it was an idea for a year. I was kind of talking about it to people and I was talking about a bunch of different ideas. I had always wanted to start something, but for me, the, it had to be a problem and a solution that provided real value to people who needed it. Mm -hmm. So I was getting a little disillusioned by the, like kind of serving the 1% or just creating, spending all this time and energy on these products and problems that like they weren't really benefiting the world. It was like a nice to have. And um, I, so I was at Amazon Go. I was an engineer there. And for the first few years, the technology was so motivating to me, right? As, as an engineer, it's like we're creating this brand new technology that's going to totally change how we shop. But um, after that launched, I started working on, you know, the behind the scenes of making just things more efficient and um, – just figuring out how Amazon can build and manage physical retail stores. And it was cool in the grander scheme of things, but I was still in the back of my mind thinking my job is to make Amazon more money. Like that's, you know, it's not very motivating. And yeah. so, and you just heard the statistic of how he just, what was it? Like doubled his, uh, the founder of Amazon just doubled his, you know, his, his, Wealth. his personal wealth within like yeah. a year and you yeah. know it's it's I hear you sister okay keep talking sorry no um, totally like you're making money for Amazon <laughs> right so like what's the point and um with this idea like it's built on these crowdsourced recipes right it's built on mom's recipes or you know anyone who this is homemade this is comfort and so I wanted to keep the authenticity of the recipes and also give back to those people. And so that's why we have a crowdsourced model. So we get all our recipes from actual people all around the country who, you know, make this at home. We literally make the food from scratch like they would. So even all our like spices, our garam masala, our ginger paste, it's all made from scratch. And 
we give back a percent of the profits to that person who gave the recipe. And the really? motivating factor, yeah, and the motivating factor there is really my mom, right? Like how this all started. It's people who, you know, their whole lives are, you know, helping other people and serving other people and they don't have much to show for it at the end. They, um, more often than not, it's a woman in a family. They're not usually financially independent or stable. And so that's a very big value for us. Well, you know, with women, you know, we're on that stance where, you know, many people are saying the future is female, which, you know, the thing is females are very, very powerful beings mm-hmm. um, and they don't vocalize it as much as yeah. they should. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, we give birth to humans, you know, um, they will take care of everyone before they take care of themselves. Yep. And it's about time that we have someone like you that is saying, hey, I'm going to give back to you, honey. You know, there's I have so many female friends, family members that I, you know, they're like, I'm so exhausted. This week was so hard and da, da, da. And, you know, they're working their butts off just to, to make mm, 25 cents or whatever less to a dollar than a man, yeah. you know. And, and then they have to do all the other stuff. And then right. I, I, I'm happy to tell them, I say, Give yourself a gift. Give yourself a gift, you uh-huh. know? And so um, so this is a beautiful self-care, beautiful reward to give to them for their hard work. And it's yeah. nurturing through nutrition as well, you know? Exactly. Because they're feeding the soul, you know, and we're feeding each other. So, um, so how many people have you had so far that have contributed um, with this? So we started with my mom and her friend, her their recipes. So our first five recipes were um, very South Indian, just as a result. Um, and now we have uh, ten products contributed by these two women, and we have eight more coming out contributed by eight different people. So it's our first wave of you know new curators and new products so i'm really really excited to launch those and they're gonna they're gonna be not all indian based not all uh indian uh how do i say this uh recipes recipes and no they are all indian so what we're doing is we're focusing on one cuisine at a time love it really to build out that you know the business and the um demand and the variety mm-hmm. and our goal is to have the most variety of the most authentic dishes as possible. Um, And so we want to start cuisine by cuisine. I love it. I love it. So we have some new things coming up, I guess. I'm going to have to dive in more. I mean, I need to try it all. But I want to ask you, um, so like your – we'll get into ingredients eventually. um, But kind of how did you start this? I mean, like, I know you came up with the idea, all that, right? But how did you start to implement it? Like, did you have a couple girlfriends come over? Did mom just come over and start making stuff in the kitchen? I mean, what? Yeah, it was crazy, especially because such a new field for me. I hate cooking. Like, (laughs) everything about it, I'm just like, so new. Um, We'd be great roommates. I love cooking. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I'm like, anyone who wants to cook great, I'll do the dishes. Like, I hate it All so right. much. Um, but I first went home and I got a few. I started with the russum. And I was like, Mom, give me your russum powder. You have all the ingredients. Like, how, tell me how to make it. Um, I think the number one problem is most parents, if there's like a family recipe, they'll be like, just a pinch of this here. And if you want, you can add this later. So I had to formalize all of that mm-hmm. um, with my mom. And then... I put a few in like bags and like mason jars and gave them to a few friends and was like, here's it. Instructions, try it. Um, And then I also just started doing my own research into, you know, packaging and design and um, permits and all this, like the legalese around. The cottage. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, very much learn as I go. I feel like there's still so much I don't know, but I would block out time in my calendar, like at least a few times a week to just focus on it. Um, once I was like, I need to be serious about it because I feel like otherwise there's always an excuse for like not doing something, but I would give myself like goals almost like, okay, I want to 
figure out packaging or get, do some research and at least get to the step where I have my research done, I can decide on the packaging by the end of today or things like that and like reach out to designers or figure out a budget for this and get some feedback from people. Like there's just so many different areas, but I feel like I, the more research you do into other companies that may be similar or founders and there's just so much information out there um, that it's good to just take it all in and keep trying to learn um, and just iterating on the process. So you sent your products out there to friends and what did, what was the immediate feedback on that first recipe? It was that it tasted like home, which was exactly what I was, you know, going for. So that made me really happy. Um, and then obviously there's, there was a bunch of feedback on, you know, the product itself or like the packaging and the method and instructions and we're still getting a lot of that feedback and still constantly iterating on that actually. So that's super exciting. But yeah, it was, it was just like, I, I sent it especially to a few friends who were like me, grew up in an Indian home and moved away from home. And they were just like, ah, oh, this just like hits the spot, you know, like it's like we all grew up like eating mac and cheese right as like our go-to dinner like if you just had like a steaming hot bowl of mac and cheese in five minutes you're like oh my gosh yeah like there's just days when you just need yeah it was the same kind of feeling yeah for sure um now do you have do you have like one season that's hotter than the other i mean i'm just thinking soups or do people add these to other dishes that they're providing as well like do they pour it over, you know, I'm thinking you could pour this over rice, you can, mm -hmm. you know, pour this uh, with, you know, cup noodles, or I'm such a, like, a mixer, like, I yeah. mix everything together, where I have friends that are, like, strategically, like, that does not touch that, that does not touch that, yeah. and I'm like, mix it all together, let's add this, let's add that, like, people are like, what do you add apple cider vinegar to? I'm like, everything, yeah. like, literally everything, yeah. um, so... Oh God, what did I even just ask? Oh my God, I'm going nuts. Um, okay, so you were looking up, you were giving yourself goals and strategies. And when was this? Because you said you started about, you know, a couple years ago. But when did you really start to say, I'm going to jump in. Like, I'm going to quit Amazon. I'm going to, like, did you have to get, like, some sales in first? Did you have to raise funding? Um, what, what did you do? Because you seem like you're pretty, like, um, what's your sign? My zodiac yes. sign, Pisces. Pisces. Okay, I just wanted yeah. to know your personality a little bit more. Um, so, so yeah. Did you have to raise funding? Did you have to, you know, ask awesome. mom and dad, friends, family? Yeah. I mean, how does this work? Yeah. So I last July, July twenty seventeen is when I really started. I like incorporated, started getting all the paperwork down. Like really started being serious about it. And it was only after my then boyfriend, now fiance, like pushed me. He's like, you keep talking about doing something, just like do it. Take just one of try. the like as you keep talking about and just do it. Like I'm annoyed with you just complaining. I'm like, okay, you're right. So that was the push I needed. I really started being serious about it last July. And then October was when, so we're coming up on our official one year soon. Mm. But October was when I like launched it in Seattle only. So we did a private beta just in Seattle. Um, like had a website, started getting some sales and it was completely self-funded uh, until, um, this past April when I raised a little bit from friends and family and got into Y Combinator, um, which is a startup accelerator. So, um, until then self-funded, which I'm very lucky to have been able to do so. Um, and then in February, I quit end of February and March, I, quit Amazon. And that was, I had really like before I, I told myself like, okay, I need to grow this to a certain point and then I'll quit when it makes sense. You know, the standard story you kind of hear from people, but I really wasn't enjoying my job. And I found myself like spending more and more time on buttermilk and getting more annoyed with and just like unhappy with my job. And I realized I was very lucky in the sense that financially I was able to support myself for at least a year without working. So I, I just quit. I was like, if I'm never going to know what I can do with it, unless I put 100% of my effort and my time behind it. 
And so, yeah, I just quit then and I'm very happy with that decision. And then you, you, I'm sure buttermilk from that day forward just propelled itself, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I got into the accelerator, um, like a month after that. And I don't think I would have even applied if I was still working. Um, I was obviously putting a lot more time and effort into things. So just, it's just, you know, if once you, you really know what you can do once you put like everything behind it. 110%. And I hear that time and time again. We all hear that time and time again, but it is taking that leap of faith and going after it. Awesome. So, okay. So after that, how did, did sales like react? Cause you were just in Seattle doing the beta. Mm-hmm. How did sales react immediately? Um, so the first day was crazy. We just like opened and got like 50 orders online like, only. Yeah. Everything has still been only online. Wow. Um, so that was crazy. And then it definitely slowed down. Like when I, in January, it was maybe a few a week and I was like, Oh my God, it's a failure. What is this? But again, it was just like, putting the effort and time into it. I wasn't doing um, any marketing. I still, we're still doing very, very little paid marketing. We have maybe 30 to $40 a day on like Facebook ads and that's it. Um, and so the majority of our growth has been word of mouth Mm -hmm. and that's exactly how I want to do it. Right. Like I want to be able to get as much feedback as possible and iterate as quickly as possible without having a ton of money into just marketing this product that we don't even know if we're at the, you know, we want it to be yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. No, actually. no. I'm just like a kid in a candy store just staring at you right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's so true. And like you're, you're, so you're, this is 2018 now, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're still in kind of like the, the headway, but since since January, um, and now it's October. Now, how have you seen sales? Oh yeah, it's been crazy. So April, we soft launched to nationwide shipping. So that means we didn't announce it at all. We just basically took out any in our website that said Washington only. If we got orders from anywhere else, we would just fulfill them. And then we started saying, if people asked like, where do you ship? Oh, we ship nationwide. So we didn't do a big like announcement. Um, and since then it's been like 50% or more month over month growth and we've gotten a lot more just organic. I feel like interest in like press. Um, I would say like, you know, this conversation right now, it's not like we, we like paid money for, you know, to get your attention or, you know, we, we're not putting like money, but we want people who are naturally just drawn to, you know, our mission and our values and to work with people like that. So we've been really lucky in that our story and what we're doing is resonating with a lot of people. So um, we've had really great just organic growth. And now we're at whatever we used to get per week, uh, just six months ago, we now get per day in multiples. So yeah, it's, it's just awesome. And we still aren't doing much paid marketing. So, um, now we're really looking at how we can take this great organic word of mouth growth we've gotten and turn it into a really great, um, marketing plan. Cool. So when you say, um, we, how many people are on your team? So I started this alone, which I think most people, um, will advise against. Um, it definitely is a lonely and difficult journey, but I feel like there have been really, I've just been very lucky with the friends and family I have around me. They've been so helpful and supportive, not just verbally, but physically showing up and, you know, helping me with things a lot. So now I have a uh, kitchen manager part-time managing our, you know, our kitchen staff and the production quality. And we have a team of cooks anywhere from three to five, any given day. And then we have a fulfillment manager and, um, some, you know, fulfillment, uh, staff, uh, randomly. So sometimes it's none, one or two people, depending on the load. Um, and I just hired my first full-time, uh, employee this week. So I'm really excited for this person because so far the production and fulfillment, all the, you know, physical operations have been handled since I would say February or March. 
but I've just been the sole mind on the business side of things. So now I'm just really excited to have one other person, at least, you know, someone else's brain involved in the decision-making and the brainstorming and all of that. Yes. Yes. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about the cultivation of the product because you, um, I assume you have a site that you cook at. You don't cook at your house. Mm-mm. Yes. So you have a site, a particular kitchen that you, mm-hmm. or space that you probably rent out and you have your cook there. Um, so you're making, I'm trying to imagine the process because you're shipping these packaged products. Now everything is, um, it's, it's fresh, it's fresh products ready to go. It's not dried. Um, so how do you, how do you package these things? You know, like you're, you're, you know, sitting them on the the stovetop and all that jazz. Like, can you kind of give us a visual of like how you make your rasam? Like, yeah. 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 So rasam in particular, it involves vegetables, seasoning, and a special powder, which is the core of the recipe, I would say. And what's that powder? Um, so we just call it our rasam powder, and that's the part of the recipe um, we got from my mom, the okay. curator. This one. So in that powder, you have a bunch of different spices. You have pepper, coriander leaves, fenugreek, um, turmeric, uh, ginger, just a bunch. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but a bunch of different spices that are the kind of secret sauce of our recipe, if you will. So we roast all of those spices, um, grind them into this fine powder. So we don't, you know, pick up a powder from a normal store. We actually make it fresh ourselves. And then, uh, we make and saute this fresh seasoning, which includes mustard seeds, cumin seeds, um, dolls and curry leaves, and then we, and some chili, red chili. Mm -hmm. And so we package the powder, the chili, fresh tomatoes that we diced on site and some tamarind, uh, paste. That's also a really big secret kind of sauce of rasam. Um, and we package that in these, our really cute four by six little packets. And, uh, we keep it, uh, we flash freeze everything on site so that when it gets to the customer, we ship it with, you know, some ice packs, some liners, uh, everything to keep it cold during a one to two day shipping time. But also everything is recyclable and compostable because being from Seattle, we're very environmentally conscious as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically by the time it gets to the customer, it's cold, it's ready to go. So you stick it in the fridge for up to a week or you stick it in the freezer for a few months. And on the packaging, you have instructions to make it on the stove or in the microwave, but it's essentially everything you need is in the little packet. You just add hot water. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, so I'm kind of scouring around your site right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, oh my God. I'm like, what would I try first, you know? Yeah. Um, So you literally just add hot water. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now I'm looking at, you have just added the poha pack. Mm-hmm. which is the mixed flattened rice as well. And it has spice and contains peanuts, I see, in there. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing, you guys. So it's I'm- so good. And it's like – I'm so we have it out for pre-order now. Um, this is, you know, someone from somewhere in the country submitted this recipe. It's like their traditional homemade recipe for poha. And poha is a traditional Marathi dish. And um, – it's it's like the comfort food for a lot of people and it's a very easy like hot dish it's so good it's like a sweet and spice mixture you get your veggies you get your protein it's like it's so good I love this so these are all these are what I love about this is it's such a travel friendly item Mm -hmm. you know you can take it camping you can take it on you know road trips you can you know, it's it's like the I'm not gonna I don't want to say gas station food, but it's like the the, oh, totally. the yeah. chic gourmet like grab and go. You know, remember like what astronauts used to eat? You know, yeah. oh god, um, stuff like that. But it's it's like the updated ramen noodle pack, but like <laughs> chicer. Um, and uh, gosh, I you know, and another thing that you were talking about sales is like on your website, I can I can sit here and watch. 
when someone buys this, when someone buys that. And I was actually just sitting here and seeing like, okay, what's the next person going to buy? What's the next person going to buy? Because I'm also, I mean, yeah, I make my own decisions at the grocery store, the market, but I'm kind of like, a, well, what's, what is there less of? of the type because that's obviously what people are liking Mm -hmm. you know what has been the favorite of yours so far that you're seeing does Uh, it change does it change season by season it totally changes so rasam obviously is like a favorite forever of mine but i started really liking the sambar over the summer i was in love with our doll because i was trying to no grain diet and i would just have it as a soup for lunch and it's just such a like hearty filling dish and it's just oh it's so good um it it honestly it changes all the time I like get obsessed with one thing or another but our most popular dishes are definitely dal and chana masala yeah because people are also familiar with those things too I'm looking at okay so how did you did you do focus groups for like your packaging did you design it all yourself I mean because you said you started this all by yourself and you kind of have the personality that I have where I'm like I'll just do it myself yeah (laughs) but what did you do I mean were you just sketching things were you just looking at the market how did you figure out your packaging so I feel like I always had this vision of like just this little I just love good brands and like clean branding and I mean I'm a millennial I'm obviously in that target market for a lot of these like consumer direct consumer brands and I just I just love I'm drawn to certain branding and I always had this vision of you know just something cute right something you know easy to carry and transport and just really cute where you look in your fridge and you have like a stack of things or just a little you know collection of little things and you're like that is my week's worth of meals and it's just so cute and small and easy to see and easy to grab. And, you know, I, I just always had that kind of vision. So I did, I started doing some packaging research, but starting myself, I definitely don't want to, um, take all the credit. I've had so, so much help and your network. I realize how much like the network really matters. So I would just post on my social media, like, Hey, I, need help anyone in supply chain or packaging I just want to understand more and people that I knew but maybe haven't talked to in a while or uh people would say oh I know a friend who does this I they were so willing to you know just talk and help and I was so surprised at the number of people who reached out even if you know we've never met or haven't spoken in years and so one of my good friends from college she um it turns out she was really involved in like the packaging and supply chain side of things in her job. So she helped me do some research on like good places. Um, I was also really fortunate. Uh, My school is really good uh, for computer science, but also really good for design. So I had a lot of designers in my Mm. networks posted, Hey, I'm looking for like five or six different people reached out. Um, I obviously wasn't able to pay very well and they were it was a really good friend from college again, who was really willing to work with me. And she just got my vision immediately. Like the logo is the first thing she sent me and I'm obsessed with it still. And the packaging, you know, she completely designed it and we've updated a little bit, but you know, the overall design elements are still very much the same. So the network has been so, so helpful for me. And those are things that I definitely had a strong hand in. Like I knew I wanted, this packaging I wanted the terra notch I wanted um for example the pronunciation on there like things like that and I was very involved but I could not have done it without a lot of help wow so yes networks are very very important and that's mm-hmm. the thing I think um I've been trying to work on you know I was kind of telling you I'm I'm working on a little project for my brand and um and it's, it's, you spend hours like racking your brain and then it's like that, ta-da, 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 ta-da. Oh, yes, there's that person. But it is that thing in your gut saying, I got to ask for help. You yeah. Know, because you don't want to take advantage of someone and, right. you know, this and that. But I feel like just asking is so much like a generic ask on Facebook has been way better than me like coming up with a list of people and then messaging them, messaging them individually. Cause it does feel a little awkward. Like, Hey, can you help me out with this <laughs> or, for, or just a little bit yeah. and posting on Facebook. It's been like, anyone know like a generic call to action 
and people like they're to help. on their own volition. Yeah. Saying, yes, can I, instead of you like going after them. I love it. I love it. So what is your, um, what is your next step, your next phase? You're kind of rolling, rolling, rolling. What is your next phase besides, you know, bringing in um, your your curators? Is it, what is it? You said you're adding a new one each month? We're trying to add two a month. Two yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. So what's your next step beyond that? Are you going to stay strictly online? So that's a great question. Um, we definitely are exploring different distribution channels. So whether that's partnering with, um, you know, stores, uh, boutiques, offices, other retailers, like online retail, uh, we're exploring all of these different options. Um, and just figuring out what makes sense best for our product. We want to stay as vertically integrated as possible so we can control the quality and the product itself. So just seeing what makes sense best for us and also where, what makes sense best for our customer. Like we know where people are shopping and we know what's more convenient for them. So we want to be there, um, for what they need. Uh, and then other than that, yeah, it's just honestly expanding our catalog and just growing in terms of our awareness. Uh, we just really believe that this product, you don't have to be Indian to enjoy it, but you, just need to have appreciation for, you know, good food. And we want to, you know, bring homemade delicious food to everyone. And we know there's always a time in someone's week or month that they probably need a quick convenient meal that feel like a frozen meal. Um, And so we just are just working really hard on, you know, growing that awareness. You know, um, at the Discovery Show, so – uh, my friend Brendan Brazier, actually, he was a speaker at one of the uh, panel parts, and he spoke with Hayden Slater, the founder of Press Juicery, and um, they were very, very, very adamant about not growing too fast or too, mm-hmm. yeah, too big, too quickly. Um, you know, so your stance on staying vertically integrated, you know, the online, I think that is key, and I think that's imperative. You know, once you go into stores, you know, they have the option to mark you down they have the option to kind of like work with the integrity of your product you know and then you have that shelf life um so I say focus on your forte and focus on what you have best and uh focus on your cuisine first you know right stay with that Indian quality you know I really think stay with that Indian quality that's your thing you know and when you feel like it's time to try another cuisine try another cuisine you know exactly but do a little bit at a time so let me ask you uh what has been what has been you think the biggest challenge so far there's so many (laughs) okay name a couple um well just like understanding how to start a food business there's like so many different things online. Like you need this permit and that permit. And do you actually need that permit? I don't really know. So it's very complicated doing anything working with the government. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> right. <That's hard. laughs> um, hiring has been really, really tough. Um, just finding like reliable, good problem solvers, but also you're not, a top dog company that can afford to pay a lot of money. So that's been really tough. Um, and I'm in the middle of my fundraising round right now. And that has been also very tough. It's just a completely, again, a completely new environment, completely new skills, like a totally unsaid rules and just trying to learn while it's happening. (laughs) Um, so that's been a little crazy. But you're going to keep going, right? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to kind of like wrap it up a little bit. But I want to ask you what has been, you know, what are some things that you're kind of like ready to tackle next? So we've had like a really great, in terms of the business, right? Yeah. And life. <laughs> yeah. So we've had. Or I, I've been really cultivating this like vision of a stitch fix for food. 
almost where food and fashion are very similar. They're both consumable everyday things. They're, we have emotional connections to them. Um, we love, you know, we all have comforting areas, but we like to, you know, try different things. Um, so I really believe that there's this huge opportunity to have a data-driven approach to creating someone's meal plan and producing someone's food. Um, and that's something we're starting to um, work towards. And I'm really, really excited for that. So basically like a recommendation engine for our products. So you tell us like, oh, I like spicy or I don't like spicy. I love, I really care about these certain ingredients or these flavors and really understanding like what it is that you enjoy eating and being able to recommend that. And in turn with our, you know, crazy production of offering tons of different varieties, we hope we can really you know, deliver starting with whatever products we do have, like a very personalized experience for everyone. So I'm really excited for that um, in our business. And personally, I'm getting married soon. So I'm excited to just have that be done, like happen. And- <laughs> Don't tell that to But no, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're running a business, you're planning a wedding. Um, yeah. And I know in Indian culture, if you're traditional, that's a huge huge event yeah Um, so can you okay let's talk personal a little bit if you want to share when are you getting married in january oh my gosh it's coming up yeah so so can tell us what what is it gonna what is it gonna kind of look like it's gonna be a crazy big fat indian wedding (laughs) days tons of people like just crazy oh i want to come i want to do (laughs) that you're gonna do the henna yeah yeah oh everything Oh my gosh, I'm so, I want to go to an Indian wedding so badly. I always see friends, I go to them, and I'm like, oh, I just want to wear a sari, and like, I'm yeah. wear all these things, and it just looks so fun. Um, well, congratulations to you on that. It's going to be beautiful, and I cannot wait to see photos, so I hope you, yeah. I hope you are able to send me many. Um, all right, my darling, are you ready for your last question? Unless there's anything, yeah. is there anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. You're good because we can have you back on when you um, yeah. expand the product line. All right. All right. Here we go. What is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? I think, I don't know if I'll answer this correctly, but it's giving myself breaks and realizing when I need them. I love that. So would you say that would be balance? Yeah. Breaks and balance. And what, my darling, what is your, what's your, do you have like a go-to like self-care routine? It's honestly, it's just sitting on the couch, putting on some TV, you know, grabbing a glass of wine, like very, very simple things. But I feel like very actively like closing my computer and turning my mind off of work. I love that. And I'm sure your fiance is like, okay, let's take a break. He was the he was the engine that made you do this, and he's probably the the break also. Yeah, that helps yeah, you definitely. as well. Yeah. Well, I am just like enamored at you. Like, it's, uh-huh. seriously, it was like love at first sight when I saw you. I'm, I am. This is the reason why I have people like yourself on the podcast. You know, it's called just being honest because I want to hear. The nitty gritty. I don't like to just bring anyone on here. I honestly don't. I like to work with brands that I know the integrity behind their product. I know they're real. I know they have passion behind it. And just like you said, you're not just working for the 1%, the top tier of people. You're making it um, You're making it accountable for everyone, you know? Um, everyone that just wants to, to go home, you know? Right. You know, or, or you're providing them with a home, you know, if they did not have a good home ring. Right. So I applaud you for that. And I'm just telling you to keep on going. Keep on going. I know as an entrepreneur, it is so easy to give up. One day you're on the top of the world. The next yeah. day you're like, what the F am I doing? Right. <laughs> going back to Amazon, you know, like, um, keep on going. Keep Thank on you. going. And when you have a doubt, 
call me and I'll just tell you to keep on going or I'll just come up to Seattle and I'll help you cook. Um, but I want to share with my Just Being Honest guests that for until Thanksgiving, we have a special, special deal for you. You can get fit and fabulous and nourished by the Butter- Buttermilk Co. By using code JBH. 15, that's JBH15, you get 15% off your first order of $20 or more. Guys, through Thanksgiving. So you could like stock up, and this could be your Thanksgiving meal. So say you're say you're hosting Thanksgiving. Just get a bunch of, you know, rasam and stick it in a giant bowl and just add the hot water. Get the yeah. rice, get the poha. You know, you've got a meal. You're having a Friendsgiving. Stock up. Try it. Try it all. And when you do try this, I want feedback. I want you to send me comments. I want you to send me through comments. I want to hear it all. So, as I said, JBH15, we will have all the information in the show notes. But really quickly, that website is thebuttermilkco.com. And... We're going to have your personal um, information in the show notes as well. So we'll have some Instagram, some social love. People can give you their feedbacks. If yeah. anyone out there feels that they want to be a curator, they can kind of chime in with you. This yes. is Community Baby, and we're here to nourish each other with health, happiness, and wholesome just living. Um, and that's why I'm just being honest. So Miss Mitra, it was, I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you to be on this show and to share your passion and to share your energy. And, um, as I said before, keep on going, keep on learning. All right. So guys, this uh, is awesome. Of course, guys, guys, Every Monday, we shell out a new podcast episode just like this one. You can subscribe so you can get it straight to your little earbuds. We're on Apple Podcast, Simplecast FM. We are on Spotify. So go for your walks, listen to our podcast, listen with a buddy, have a pod talk instead of a book talk, whatever. <laughs> We are so grateful for you again and again and again. <sighs> this has been another amazing episode. We did it. Until next time, guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. I am your host, KB. I love y'all. Peace, love, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Gotta go get some soup. Ciao.